Um, we're just going to jump in. Uh, <clears throat> uh, welcome everybody to the Leaders Podcast. Today on the show, I have Tyler Schmidt. So he is the current president of Penny Drops at McEwen. Uh, he's currently also attending university at McEwen, and he has experience and a background in management consulting. And he is also now part of the AWE Network, which is a network of women entrepreneurs in Edmonton. So hi, welcome. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so I thought you'd make a great leader to interview for the show, obviously, because I actually attended one of the Penny Drops events this year. And you've been sort of looking after that and kind of in charge of a lot of things. So, yeah. Um, thanks for hosting that event, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for coming. It was uh, we were really happy with how it turned out. Uh, we yeah. got a lot of students out and we got a lot of uh, companies interested in kind of networking with students. So I think it was a really good success all across the board. Yeah. And how many of those events do you kind of manage every year, I guess? Uh, we usually try to stick to one per year yeah. just because uh, Penny Drops mainly focuses on uh, edu uh, financial education. So for high school students and university students. So um, hosting our workshops is kind of our main offering. And then we do usually one networking event because um, Penny Drops really wants to better equip students for going out into the, the real world, I guess. Um, and so obviously finance being the main offering, but um, you know, helping, helping these students kind of set up their careers is also definitely something that we want to help with. So that's kind of why we do both. Yeah. And uh, I guess for any students that are listening, do you have any kind of like quick, I don't know if that's a, a nice way to phrase it, yeah. but like some quick financial advice? I think, uh, especially during this time right now, um, it, people are seeing how important it is to, to save their money. Because uh, a lot of people kind of think as long as I'm uh, spending less than I make, you know, I'm, I'll be okay. I'm not in debt. Um, and that is true. But at the same time, uh, what we kind of preach as a, as kind of a, a framework for your finances is you take 20% from your paycheck and put it into your savings and then have no more than 50% going towards your essential expenses. And then that gives you kind of an extra 30% to put towards what we call your lifestyle. Uh, expenses. So maybe going uh, to an expensive dinner or I guess going to the movies if they ever come back. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's just, I'm saving uh, a lot of money not going to the movies oh, right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I think we all are. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's kind of why we, why we say like you should save as much money as you can because you never know when something like this might happen when you're, when you're going to need it. Right. So for sure. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of, low-hanging fruit right now just to save your money but uh it's really important especially as you start saving for you know things down the road like uh buying a house or even retiring way down the road um you want to set yourself up really well for that yeah yeah uh so what is one thing that's kind of made you the most proud about your work in the last year uh man i think it would probably have to be that that event actually um the one at nate because uh, it really took a lot of a lot of effort from everyone, and that was the first event that I had hosted uh, in association with uh, the McEwen Commerce Club, uh, and it was really great getting to be able to work with them and collaborate uh, with them to put on this this really uh, really well attended and I think successful event. So yeah, that would probably be yeah, and then uh, as well, um, 
for with penny drops we also did a, a workshop at jasper place for around 300 students oh wow um, over the course of two days yeah so it was it was a lot but it was really rewarding and uh before we even finished our our second day of workshops the main kind of teacher that we were communicating with already asked if we could come back another time so yeah um yeah that was that was very successful as well so yeah awesome yeah and I, did you have anybody come up and talk to you about it or like, did, do you think that we, they got a lot of value yeah, out of it? Yeah, we did for sure. We had, we had quite a few people um, say like, you know, I've been, I've been looking for this kind of thing. Like uh, some people were already working, they had part-time jobs or something and, and they were getting a lot of money, but they kind of got overwhelmed by it. Like they didn't know what to do with it. Um, and so some of them thought, you know, I'm getting all this extra money. This is all extra money that I can spend. But it really helped them kind of uh, change their, I guess, their perception of what money is for. They they kind of realized like, oh, this isn't uh, something burning a <laughs> hole in my pocket. You know, I should yeah. I should kind of be smart uh, as I start getting money. And then uh, a few students as well were interested in going into business. So uh, myself and some of the other uh, Penny Drops team, we kind of talked to them about what the what the commerce program's like um, and kind of what to expect uh, from that as well. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was really rewarding for sure. Yeah. I have uh, nothing but praise for the, for the commerce, commerce program at McEwen myself, because mm -hmm. yeah. I, I know my time there has been really valuable. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what's next for you then? Cause I think yeah. you're the president. Are you still the current sitting president? Yes. Yeah. And then I will be for the next year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's the plan right now. We're actually kind of, uh, we're trying to figure out how we're going to be able to deliver our workshops for the next year. Um, it really depends on if high schools are going to be back in, uh, what kind of capacity they're going to be at for classrooms, if they're going to allow outside speakers to come in, because um, that's kind of a, a bit of a gray area right now. Um, so yeah, trying to figure out how, how we're going to do that. Um, I'm still going to be uh, at McEwen for the next year, so our fall semester is going to be online, yeah. um, which is kind of too bad, but I, un I understand where they're coming from for sure. Um, yeah, so just kind of taking classes and then from there, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I'll definitely be kind of reaching out to my network to see uh, what kind of employment opportunities are out there once I graduate, but I think just kind of focusing on uh, my last year's studies um, yeah. and yeah, trying to run a successful uh student run organization at at McEwen so yeah yeah do you do you have any idea what you want to get into for work uh well my major is marketing yeah. um and I have experience as a as a marketing assistant uh and doing some some sort of things in that in that field so definitely something related to marketing um I really enjoy kind of strategic marketing uh brand positioning so probably something in, in that field, but uh, there are definitely a lot of things that I'm kind of interested in. Um, and yeah, I, I think it just comes down to what's the best fit for me once I, uh, once I'm sure. out in the, out in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so during this time, um, yeah. like you are basically functioning as a leader, you're giving people advice, you're hosting events, you're, you're kind of looking after a large groups of people. Um, mm -hmm. But do you have anybody in particular that has made an impact on your own, uh, your own kind of career progress? Like, do you have a mentor? Yeah, well, I think 
more than anything, uh, my parents have played a huge role uh, in kind of shaping me as a leader because they both uh, they both come from a business background. They've both uh, started and run their own businesses. They've been involved in different government bodies. My mom was uh, was with the government of Alberta for I think ten or fifteen years. Uh, my dad is the uh, executive director for the Northwest Industrial Business Association. So oh, okay. um, they're definitely leaders and business leaders in their own right. And I guess just kind of being around them and being around kind of uh, and seeing how they lead uh, definitely kind of shaped my own leadership style. Uh, so I'd say that's kind of my, uh, that, that would be my kind of my go-to answer if I have any questions about kind of leadership or, or business or anything. Um, I usually just go to them and they, wow. uh, they give me a good answer. So yeah, it's definitely definitely been a good thing to have. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it helps. Uh, is yeah. there any? Is there a particular example that you can think of that, like some advice they offer you that helped you mm -hmm. shape your career perspective? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I was I was doing I was a I was an associate producer for a, a theater company here in town. Um, and uh, I don't don't want to generalize, but uh, actors seem to be a little more uh, high maintenance than uh, the average person, we'll say. Um, Although and so I would, sorry? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not saying, I have, I have a lot of friends that are actors and they're all great. Um, yeah. But there are, there are some people and that seems to be the stereotype that, you know, they, they need a little more, a little more help than other people. But, uh, but uh, I remember I came home one day and I just told my parents, I said, like, you know what? I can't take this. Like, this is insane. This, this one person in particular is like driving me insane. Um, and they both basically just told me like, you know what? Pick your battles. You're not going to win all of them. Um, even though you're in a leadership position, it's important to uh, make them feel like their input is valuable. You can't just kind of um, tell them what to do all the time. Um, and so that was kind of the the approach I took was uh, instead of kind of fighting against this this person uh, to kind of work with them yeah. um, to understand their point of view to see kind of where they were coming from and then from there we could make a decision together and that that definitely uh, helped a lot because uh, yeah I sorry what did you say like how did you yeah. initiate that conversation. Um, it was just kind of like, cause we, we both knew that we were kind of butting heads with each other. So I said, you like, you know what, instead of, um, kind of looking at each other, uh, as a source of conflict, how about we, um, work together in order to resolve this kind of conflict. And so moving forward, um, anytime a conflict arose, whether it be a kind of a difference of opinion, we both felt that, um, we could go to the other person and kind of explain, uh, our point of view and then also listen to the other person's point of view and then work out a solution together instead of just saying like, you know, my way is the best. Um, and, and that I, it, it really helped a lot because we learned to, we learned to compromise. We learned to listen. And I think that was probably the biggest lesson yeah. uh, through that whole thing for sure. And then it just like did, so that helped the relationship get better. Or yeah. Get better? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. It did. Um, and I think that in general, the more time that you, you spend working with people, you get to know kind of how they work um, and, and their kind of uh, their, their leadership style their, uh, and, and as well, like the way that they want to be led. Um, because some people want you to be very direct with them uh, and tell them exactly what to do. Uh, but other people want to be involved in the decision making process. And that's 
um, that's really important to, to some people. I know uh, I'm kind of that way. Um, and so it's more, it was, yeah, just kind of understanding uh, where people are coming from. And uh, the, the better you can do that, the, the better the relationship will be overall. Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you, have you seen anything that, uh, like other, maybe yourself, a mistake that you've made or, or, mm. or maybe other people, have you seen anything that will kind of derail uh, somebody's leadership authority or, or their career even? Uh, thankfully, this hasn't happened to me. Um, I don't feel like I've been derailed at any point, but I've definitely seen it uh, from from some leaders in the past. And I'd say that it kind of comes down to arrogance, I would say, um, because I mean there are definitely a lot of a lot of factors that kind of influence someone's success or lack of success. And I feel like if you're if you start off very successful and you feel like you're untouchable. Um, you're going to start breaking down in some of the other uh, leadership aspects of uh, how you're running things. So um, if you're, if you're arrogant, you're going to probably stop innovating. You're, you're going to stop kind of whatever got you to the point where you're at now. You're going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm untouchable. Nobody can, uh, nobody can amass what I've done. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, if you're going to stop innovating, you're going to stop looking for uh, for ideas from the people around you. You're going to stop asking uh, input from your employees or even just kind of your, your colleagues. Uh, and that's dangerous, too, because people are going to be way more motivated to work for someone if they feel like they're heard. Yeah. Uh, and if you stop, if you if you think, you know, I'm all that uh, and a bag of chips, then you're going to stop asking the input from the people around you. And And I think that's uh, and your, your employees are going to stop being motivated to work for you. So I think that would, I think arrogance kind of would be the, the number one, I would say that's a, it's a good question though. Um, I think that's kind of the, the most underlying factor though. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that I've seen it myself where it, yeah. it can be good in times of crisis. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you need somebody who's just super strong and they're like, no, no, this is what we have to do right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and that's. Don't, I don't think it's long-term sustainable. No, and I think there's also there's got to be a there's a fine line between arrogant and charismatic. Yeah. Um, because I think I would argue that a, a charismatic leader is someone who is very uh, is a self-starter, very self-motivated, um, but not to the point where they will exclude other people. Um, and I think that's the that's the most important thing is um, yes and absolutely in times of crisis you need kind of a strong leader, um, but you definitely also need to take into account uh, the perception uh, of the people around that leader and how they're going to respond to it uh, long term for sure. Mm-hmm. And how do you um, flip back and forth between those two styles? Because I'm sure there's must there's must have been of time where you've had mm-hmm. to kind of like, no offense to anybody put, but put them in their place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Uh, it's not, not something I like doing uh, by any means. Um, but I think that it, it kind of comes down to the, the time of crisis. Like you said, like you're, you're kind of able to be flexible um, for a while. Uh, but when it comes down to crunch time, you know, you got to start kind of putting the, putting the file to the grindstone. What is, the, what's the expression? Put the something to the grindstone. I don't know. Um, 
Nose but, uh, to the ground? I don't know. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. It's your nose. That'll work. Um, That'll yeah. work. You got to sharpen that old nose. Um, yeah. But but yeah, you gotta you kind of get gotta get down to work, and that's that's kind of where um, a lot of conflict happens is when there's when there's tension. And so um, my best advice, I guess, to avoid that is to start kind of solving those problems ahead of time or uh, solving potential problems before they arise. Uh, and that way, when if there is kind of a crunch time, everybody knows what to do. Um, and, and it's a lot more cohesive of a unit yeah. uh, overall. So it's tough. And yeah, I definitely don't like putting people in their place or, or kind of telling them that they're doing a, a poor job. Um, but you know, and, and what I've done also in the past is if there is a lot of tension and I just have to kind of make an executive decision and, and go with that is to then circle back with, uh, the people afterwards and kind of, uh, apologize if need be for, uh, my, my tone or anything that I said to, to hurt them or anything like that. And then explain kind of why, why the executive decision was made, uh, and what we can do moving forward to kind of help alleviate that. Uh, in the future. Yeah. And I think that's like, it could be a really key piece that uh, maybe a lot of people do miss is making sure to go back and yeah. tend to those relationships. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, so is there anybody right now, like, who do you look, who do you look up to for um, inspiration? I know you said your mm -hmm. parents, yeah. but is there anybody else like the, the, <laughs> like the the Gary V's of the world or yeah or yeah like that <laughs> um I'd say probably uh probably a lot of people I'd I definitely reach out to my own network a lot um just through different uh yeah just the different connections that I have one one guy in particular uh was my old co-worker from when I was working at uh Go Productivity yeah um and he he's an amazing leader and he he's a, a great speaker and he has a lot of like life experience and a lot of wisdom. And so I know that anytime I come to him with a question, he'll, he might not have the answer, um, but he, he'll kind of go through the kind of whatever I'm uh, curious about or wondering about. Um, and I definitely feel like, uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a great leader and, and inspires me to, to do my best for sure. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned uh, go productivity. Yeah. What did you do over there? Um, so that's a great, that's yeah. a great question. Um, so I guess I'll start with, so Go Productivity, they're a, a small business and they kind of help small and medium sized businesses, usually in the manufacturing sector, uh, kind of streamline their different manufacturing processes and just kind of be more uh, effective and productive with their, uh, with their business processes. Yeah. Um, so me, I was doing some kind of business to business marketing uh, and then kind of helping with uh, the different workshops that they ran. Uh, and so that was that was a really good experience. But uh, productivity or Go Productivity started out as Productivity Alberta, um, which started as a division within the government of Alberta. And so this is, a, this is a long story. So strap in. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of started <laughs> off as a government program. Um, and so my, at, I, I found out through my mom who was, who was working at uh, the government of Alberta. And then once the, uh, the business itself left the government, 
uh, and became its own private enterprise, I talked to the, the head of marketing to just to see if they had any need for a summer student. Um, and I think I was, I think I was 16 or 17 when, when I first applied there. Uh, and then I worked for the next four summers there doing, doing d different things every, every summer. So I started off kind of writing content for their blog. Um, I started uh, helping them kind of plan and run events. Um, yeah, doing different kind of content creation. And then I think like the final, uh, the final year I was there, uh, Go Productivity was in the process of being bought by, uh, by Nate to be operational out of their productivity and innovation center. Oh, so crazy. yeah, so it was, it yeah. was really cool. Um, but a lot of the people at Nate didn't really know kind of the story of how productivity Alberta and then go productivity came to be. I've so never even heard of that. Like no, or a government, yeah. mm -hmm. a government basically sector branch, whatever it was called it was, into yeah. private enterprise. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting to see, um, kind of how the culture changed through through all these different years. Because every year I came back, um, there would be new people. There would be people who had left, and at the start, it very much functioned like a like a government basically, because it was all government employees. Yeah. Um, and that kind of became their own business, and then uh, from there, they kind of hired in new people, uh, and it was it was really interesting to see that you know as the uh, as the government people, I think there were still a few government people left when I was when I was still there, um, but it definitely wasn't uh, like a very rigid, like kind of stereotypical government structure. Like it was, uh, it was definitely cool to see how it kind of grew and evolved over time. Um, and so that was part of, uh, so yeah, myself and another summer student, we put together uh, a video chronicling kind of the history of of go productivity and all the all cool. the adaptations and stuff that it went through yeah so it started off as just kind of a sector of the government and now it's a, a national national business we have people in or i guess we i'm not with them anymore but yeah uh, they have you they still have, feel uh, like you're part of the team though sounds yeah, like. yeah yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> um yeah they have people in in toronto and bc um yeah so it's uh it's really cool yeah it was, awesome. it was and it was yeah and and that kind of that was it was a really valuable kind of uh job to have because i got to really see how how like an office environment ran um and when you're a, a 16 year old kid wanting to go into business but not really having any experience like that's like incredibly valuable uh and then yeah just kind of to see how the culture can grow and change over time um much like any organization was was also really good to see yeah yeah i uh yeah, it's super interesting just to kind of like get into that, get into it early, see how it works. Yeah. And, uh, and then learn from it. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, so, uh, but that's what you were doing and uh, yes. you're still working with Penny Drops, obviously. Yes. Uh, yeah. So what are your current goals looking like? Uh, my current goal right now, so I, I don't know, I always kind of have short, medium and long-term goals for myself. So I'd say kind of a short goal, short-term goal um, is to kind of graduate university, have like a really good uh, last year with, with penny drops before I pass yeah. it off to. So the, your short-term goal is still like a year long thing. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I think. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and then, and then kind of my, my medium term goal uh, is 
probably to to kind of start a job or yeah start start working somewhere full-time once I've graduated then then kind of become uh I guess financially independent start uh start living on my own I'm still with uh are you a fire right guy am I a fire guy yeah yeah what is doesn't that sound for uh financial independence retire early oh I've I actually haven't heard that before oh really yeah, I thought maybe maybe you were like, asking if I was like a pyromaniac. No, no, no. Like, well, <laughs> um, I like I like camping. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm really good. I can build a build a killer uh, log cabin fire. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I I, I like that. I yeah, yeah. There, that. it's like a whole. You should look it up. It's like a whole yeah, yeah. community of people who they 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 just save as much money as they can and they mm. try and retire even sometimes before 30. Holy. So, okay. Yeah. That's a little, a little ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that it's that that's kind of a, it's a weird balance uh, with me. Cause I, I do really like to save my money. Um, I, I feel I, I'm a fairly risk adverse person overall. Um, but at the same time, like I really like traveling and I feel like spending money on experiences like that is something that's totally worth it because yeah. if I just save all my money until I'm like 60 or 75, like that's, I mean, you can't, you can't really do a whole lot of try. Like I'm not going to be able to go like cliff jumping in, in somewhere when I'm 75. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think like, yeah. So it's a, it's a weird kind of balance to strike is like, don't, don't let life pass you by, but at the same time, don't get just so stuck in the moment that you can't kind of appreciate, um, but I yeah. guess like things down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely, uh, spent my, most of my twenties as an experienced guy. Um, like I, I traveled, I've traveled a ton, um, mm-hmm. been all over the world. Um, uh, I was, a uh, I was actually a, a competitive martial artist for yeah. a long time and, and as, as well as coach of the national team. So I did a ton of traveling, wow. saw a bunch yeah. of stuff. And, and then now, cool. <laughs> and then now I, uh, part of the reason why I'm even doing this show is because I'm trying to uh, learn the other long-term planning side of it. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's really interesting to meet people like you and, and talk about this stuff because mm-hmm. that's the other side of yeah. life that I'm like, Oh, I, I, I should look after this now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, a, I had a teacher in, in, uh, in high school and I don't know if he was supposed to be the one teaching us about finance, but he just kind of like took it on. Yeah. Um, he decided to retire when he was 20. Okay. And, and retire for like 10 years. Oh, wow. And then, and, and so he, yeah, he did a lot of traveling and, and stuff like that. And he wouldn't say, but I would assume he incurred like just massive amounts of debt because he didn't have, you know, a lot of money. Crazy. Um, yeah. And so then he, his whole plan was then to, I guess, make it back uh, when he turned, well, I guess when he turned 30 and started working. Yeah. Um, but then, and he, I think he's only in his, in his forties now. So we don't really get to see kind of the long-term effects of that, that decision. Um, but I feel like he's going to have to work for a long time. Uh, Interesting. In order to, I guess, retire again. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because people don't usually retire because they, they want to, it's kind of cause they have to, like they're getting old, they're getting, uh, 
they're, they're slowing down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, he's definitely the first person that I've ever heard of to retire at like the beginning of their life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also super interesting for me to, to hear you talk and, and, and hear that you're already, how old are you? I'm 22. Yeah. So the fact that you're already thinking about this and you're also trying to like educate other people on it is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, why I really joined Penny Drops in the first place was because uh, I think we all kind of realized that we weren't really taught a lot about finance in school. Um, definitely not in, in high school. I think like if you take kind of finance courses in university, you learn a bit more. Um, but a lot of people graduate high school not really knowing what to do with their money, um, really how to, how to invest it, how to save it. Uh, and so that's really why I wanted to join Penny Drops is because they, they kind of solved that problem or at least kind of addressed it. Um, and kind of their goal is kind of to uh, continually educate today's youth and help them help prepare them for, uh, yeah, help, help them prepare for their careers. And then in turn, you know, when they start having, having kids of their own, they're going to be able to, I guess, be more educated uh, to help their kids kind of, uh, launch their careers as well yeah for sure oh and it's so important and uh, yeah yeah hopefully that the work that you guys are doing through penny drops and through whatever your next steps mm -hmm. are continue to do that um, because i speaking from my own experience with uh, a family that uh, my mom's side basically were farmers in saskatchewan and my dad's actually uh, a Portuguese immigrant so I'm a first-gen oh, wow. Canadian wow. so having to figure a lot of this stuff out is it's mm -hmm. it it's important and I want to do my job to make sure that like the next generation has it easier so yeah absolutely yeah um, <clears throat> so what is uh, something that I like to always kind of close out with is what is mm -hmm. one characteristic that you think every leader should possess that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, I think I, I'm going to go with um, the ability to, to build a, a, a good culture. Um, and, and I say that, I don't know if that's a, a bit of a, a cop-out answer because um, I don't really know if any one person has the ability to do that. Um, but it really kind of, uh, it kind of encapsulates all the other um, important, at least in my mind, important leadership characteristics. Like if you kind of build a culture that values integrity and honesty, um, that's going to be reflected, uh, in your, in your colleagues, in your coworkers. hundred um, percent. It comes from the leader. Yeah. Like you as yeah. the leader. Yeah. I just mean, I don't, leader. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if the leader alone can do that. Um, cause it, it has to be kind of, uh, the, you have to have buy-in from, from the employees as well. Yeah. Um, but how do you buy in uh, though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a never ending <laughs> circle. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, de it definitely starts with the leader, but um, yeah. So I think that that would be, that would be my choice uh, for sure is the ability to, to build a good culture. Yeah. Um, cause then, yeah. Cause everything else kind of falls, falls are into you, that. Kind are of you bucket, familiar so. with the, uh, the quote about culture, the Peter Drucker's quote? 
Uh, I think I think so, but could you just remind me? Just yeah, in case? the uh, yeah. culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was one of the. Did you ever take uh, organizational behavior, uh, Orga three sixteen in yeah. university? Yeah, I think you yeah, had of course. to. So, yeah. yeah, management's um, was, my major, so I'm all right. In Orga. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of my most enjoyable classes for sure. Um, because we got Who's to look at kind of uh, Charles Keim. Oh, okay. I never had. He was he was really yeah. good. Um, he he taught by kind of showing us real world examples of culture and leadership. So um, I think throughout the entire course, he probably taught probably 15 slides of PowerPoint and the rest was all kind of like YouTube videos uh, and in-class activities yeah. um, to help kind of demonstrate different leadership and culture principles uh, in a real way. Cause I know I've been in some management classes where it's all theoretical and it's just like, here are the, here are whatever five stages of, five types of leadership or whatever and, and like those are all they're they're good like it's good to know kind of what kind of leader you are yeah um but it really isn't applicable until you see it in a in a real world scenario yeah yeah so yeah that's great mm -hmm. um <coughs> excuse me um yeah that's awesome uh thank you thank you for coming on the show yeah no absolutely yeah. thank you for having me um if people want to get in touch with you yeah. Or if people want to get in touch with Penny Drops, because yes. I'm sure a lot of people, hopefully, are kind of yeah. thinking about their finances, thinking about their future. What's the mm -hmm. best way to do that? Uh, so the Penny Drops Instagram is pd.mcewen uh, yeah. on Instagram. Uh, Penny Drops at McEwen on Facebook. Uh, and then our email is uh, edmonton at pennydrops.com. Uh, or .org. It's .org. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely reach out to us uh, to there. Uh, any any of those channels would work for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to hearing from anyone if, if you're interested in learning more about myself or learning more about uh, personal finance or what Penny Drops does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.